Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. All right, welcome in to Libservative. Uh, this is just going to be a session with, with just me and Corey. We decided that it's probably a good idea for the audience to get to know us a little bit. So we decided to come up with a little themed show that we're going to do now and again. Uh, and it's it's basically like talking shit narrative time about liberals and conservatives. I mean, that's it's, isn't that kind of the premise of the show to help people understand why both sides are good and why both sides suck? Well, let's focus on the negative. Yeah, that's funnier. Yeah. I have uh, just an impromptu chat about hot topics that are needlessly polarized to make a quick buck in the ratings. So here we are to shamelessly do the same damn thing and talk about these hot topics and just talk about, and just call the balls and the strikes and call the bullshit. We're going to throw our two cents in. Here's the difference, though. When it's talked about in mainstream media, these things, these these types of topics are designed to make you hate each other, to make us hate each other. I feel like the way Corey and I are going to do it is more designed to make us laugh at ourselves. Why did I say it like that? Ourselves and each know. other. It might be. this. Uh, these episodes also tend to include whiskey, so they might be where that your drawl is coming from there, Dan. What, uh, I've, o- I've only had a couple nips here. I'm sipping, on, uh, I'm, I'm sipping on something that's actually a little bit difficult to get a hold of. In our area, Corey and I are from the Detroit area. I'm sipping on some Eagle Rare, not a super expensive bourbon, but a good bourbon. Folks down south, maybe it's a little easier for you folks to get. So if you want to send some to me, feel free. Uh, send or us an me. email. I can never find the shit. Libservativepod at gmail.com. Uh, we, we're all on allocation up here with all these shortages. So send, send us some Eagle Rare. And with whiskey uh, being. I think we should make whiskey. I'll let you talk about your drink in a second, Corey, but I think we should make the whiskey part of these sessions. Absolutely. <laughs> like, should we call it like whining and whiskey or something? We still don't even have a name for it. We don't. Please send us an email, libservativepod at gmail.com, or uh, DM us on Twitter, whatever the hell you, you Gen Zers do these days. Damn kids. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm actually... You know, it's actually, um, it's funny, it's Hunter S. Tom- one of Hunter S. Thompson's whiskeys of choice. It's a cheap one as well. It's Wild Turkey. I think for the price, it's a pretty damn good whiskey. It's got a nice little caramel taste to it with some smoke. It's uh, not as spicy as like Buffalo Trace. I know that's Joe Rogan's drink of choice, but that's, that's too much spice. Super spicy. Speaking of polarization, if you're a Joe Rogan listener... Mm-mm-mm. That means that you have a Nazi flag in your bedroom. Dude, don't you feel like the world, especially among men, has been divided into Rogan listeners and non-Rogan listeners? Like it's almost like it's almost like a Republican Democrat thing, except the dumb part of it is that both Republicans and Democrats listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah, but what do the <laughs> what do the people who don't listen to Joe Rogan have? Oh, he's a, he's a fear factor guy, right? He's just a dumb, <laughs> right. a dumb meathead. No, I mean, like, what's the alternative to Joe Rogan? Just not not Joe Rogan. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, you mean what's the opposite of Joe Rogan? Yeah, like what's what are the people that don't like Joe Rogan? I guess what do they listen to? Joy Behar? I don't know. Like, <laughs> they watch The View every day. <laughs> I have no idea. 
what it would be. But that's the thing. There is no opposite because you, it, you, it's he has this weird, uh, he's this weird thing going on where it's just like, if you actually listen to the show, you can't really Pin him argue down. with a whole lot because he's going to have the argument for whatever argument he just had on his next episode. So it's like, what do you? Well, yeah. let's just tune in for the next one. Yep. Yeah, he always has someone like the opposite. Like he, they goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, I get that," and then someone will come on and say something completely different. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I get that." <laughs> <laughs> like it goes, uh, what could you say? It could go like Ben Shapiro and then AOC. Yeah, or Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Or Bernie he's Sanders. actually, he's actually yeah, he's had a- Bernie Sanders on before. Yeah, AOC hasn't been on there, has she? No. No, she probably doesn't like Joe Rogan. She's probably an anti-Joe. <laughs> Oh, AOC. <laughs> never, never. It's funny. I get into an argument with this. Uh, I, I'm not really going to call him much of a friend, more of an acquaintance. And because uh, he always likes to post that, you know, you know how like uh, mainstream media will post like hit pieces about Joe every once in a while, whatever. And so he'll like, he'll post those and it'd be like, this is why I hate Joe Rogan. And I'll be like, why do you really hate Joe Rogan? He'd be like, uh, because he's a douche. And I'll be yeah, like, people so- like to hate things. No. And then, I'll be like, have you ever actually listened? And he goes, yeah. And he, and then he goes, and I still don't like him. And then he always brings up the whole, well, you tell me, Dan, how much do I have to listen to before I'll start liking him? And I'll be like, none, because you've already decided that you're yeah. never going to like him. So <laughs> zero. Don't listen anymore. I don't give a shit. Just picture the guy sitting there with a pouty face. <laughs> just huffing and puffing the whole time. Dude, just pissed that he's listening to he's- Joe Rogan. He's one of those guys that sits in the comfort of his white suburban neighborhood, and then he'll just piss and moan about racism in the South or something. But doesn't show up to the march. Yeah, he's one of those guys. One of those gross people. (laughs) Just just utter trash. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Why why are we alienating alienating our base there, Dan? I don't know. Because he doesn't like Joe Rogan, damn it. I actually like the guy. He's just... He's one of those guys that thinks he's the smartest man in every room he's ever walked into. You know that. Ooh, you know that type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I heard. So I just finished listening to uh, Matt Taibbi's book, "Smells Like Dead Elephants," and he says that's one of the leftists' biggest problems. They're so busy telling everyone how much of a dumbass they are that they don't even realize how much a pain in the ass they're being, <laughs> and how much of a dumbass they are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like everyone's just like, oh, here he goes. Like the well, actually, guy, and we've all been there. I know I've been there. I've been wasted, you know, three a.m. at a party, and I'm just going off on why all the politicians need to be tarred and feathered. <laughs> Everyone's just what sitting it, what, there rolling their eyes or playing on their phones, and it's like, and I lost you. What? What do all? <laughs> what do all this? What do all the subculture people call them? The, the soy boys? Oh, the soy boy beta cucks. Soy boys? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah, not like into the lingo, but yeah. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> the soy boys and the chads. <laughs> we'll have to have a whole episode on that because you're going to have to educate me. On the lingo, yeah. There's the soy boys, the chads, You're calling each other smooth brains. What the hell is a chad? <laughs> it's like the, uh, the bro. Chad. The bro. Ah, uh, okay. It's the bro. They call them chads. Kind of like how annoying white women are Karens. Yep. Except in some weird subculture that Corey's a part of that I'm not. <laughs> I just like talking shit on the internet. It just keeps my mind. I'm not talking shit. I don't want to say I talk shit. I like to engage in a lot of conversations often. Like some people enjoy crossword puzzles to keep their mind sharp. 
I engage in conversation, but most of the time you can tell it's going sideways real quick, and so you just turn into a troll. You just laugh react to everything they're saying. <laughs> just start doing memes. Like it, of the the one of Dr. Zoidberg from uh, Futurama, where he just he has his hands over his mouth like he's yelling something, and it's like, Your joke is bad, fuck you. Like <laughs> Then I get blocked. I've also heard that like emojis are no longer cool in subculture anymore like if you use an emoji on like a like one of these deep dark facebook groups that all of a sudden you're you're behind the times you're a boomer emoji is that a thing yeah you could tell who's using it if they're a boomer or not i guess it's how you use it like if like like i don't follow know. every sentence up with a laugh emoji because well, it's like it's like it's like that yeah like that i think that's still fine you know, or like okay. a, like a winky face or an upside down face, like if you're being smug or something. But it's like when, uh, or if you're trying to piss someone off, and you just do clown face, clown face, clown face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can tell, like it's, I guess that's how it's used when you when you see someone use like the really really obscure dumb ones, where it's like, where the fuck? Like you have to go and look in your emoji uh, repertoire to see if you even have the same one. You're like, where the fuck did <laughs> yeah. this guy get it? It's like, like a bag. <laughs> Like a handbag. I saw this using like the devil face. It's like what the fuck? Like talking about like all these demon rats, devil face, devil face, devil face. And it's like, uh, you're probably eighty six years old. I bet you your phone and your phone's seventy two. Oh God, we got to drink whiskey on every episode. Mine's almost gone. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even gotten into the first topic yet, Corey. No, so, it's a uh, whole. That's this. I think whole- this is the premise of this this episode. These episodes. Yeah, we're going to start just by talking whatever's on the top of our minds and saying whatever we want. You know why? Because we don't work for CNN. Because I believe in the First Amendment, damn it. (laughs) Uh, No, but the basic idea of these episodes is going to be just taking something that's top of mind nationally, maybe even globally, and going over the liberal narrative, the conservative narrative. Or maybe just one or the other. Talk about why that narrative sucks or why that narrative's good. I think we're mostly going to try and get both narratives in on all topics, but sometimes that's difficult because sometimes one's just way too ridiculous. Just trying to even the keel, you know, like it's, you know, it's, I'll say it time and time again. It's uh, all the time on the internet, you know, there's a narrative, there's a, there's an agenda uh, from pretty much every like news outlet that you kind of have to sift through the bullshit. And so the goal of this is to, I mean, obviously don't take our word for it. I'm no expert, you know, but uh, the idea is to kind of just like try to get rid of like the bias, you know, like cut through the fat of the knee jerk reaction, the, the super intense emotional pull of the headlines that people see and that they freak out about. Cause most of the times, if it's that bizarre, then it's probably not true. Let's so, start with Cuba, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Cuba's protesting right now, Dan. Cuba began its protests on, uh, July 11th here of 2021 against the communist, a communist regime due to lack of food, supplies, medicine, etc. The largest protests against the regime of the island nation since 1994. 
It's been all over the internet. It's calmed down a little bit in the, in the last few days. We're sitting here on July 27th. But the protests are still alive and well. And now let's talk them. about the... Li- What's that? I said and good for them. Good for them, right? The damn dirty Americans. It's their fault. And that actually is the the conservative... or I'm sorry, the liberal narrative here. It's America's fault due to decades of embargo, blockades, etc. We are responsible for keeping Cubans poor. I mean, now I, the, uh, let me give the conservative narrative first. Okay. The conservative narrative is, well, they're just dirty commies. Goddamn commies. <laughs> I'd, Dan, I'd rather be dead than red, okay? So, <laughs> fucking commie. <laughs> They're Some just kind of dirty commies. Not going to steal my property. Not going to seize my means of production. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to seize my... Who says that? I do. <laughs> Dude, that needs to be a fucking bumper sticker, yeah, man. Or a t-shirt, yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to seize my means of production. I would love to see you walk around like downtown Detroit wearing a t-shirt that says, Not going to seize my means of production. <laughs> Dude, maybe that'll be our first shirt we make. I actually dig it. Somebody want to donate? Somebody want to donate a couple of t-shirts? Oh, uh, I got people. Know, I got a guy. Oh, I was. Well, obviously, trying to get, yeah, trying to get some from the peeps. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to. Yeah, absolutely, guys, help us out. Lipservitepod at gmail dot com. Make us a t-shirt that says "Not gonna seize my means of production." <laughs> I can just, I can just picture just people just side eyeing you like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, you'd immediately go hang out in Portland. And oh man, <laughs> just Don't. wear no. When you do it though, just wear a red hat, no lettering on it, just a red hat, because you know that in a super liberal place like Portland, if you're just wearing a red hat. Somebody's got to like double take at it, right? Like, yeah. don't just is that what? I, like, I used to have one of those Bass Pro Shops hats. The the red one, yeah. It was red. I had to stop wearing it because I didn't want to get shivved. <laughs> By those goddamn Antifa. <laughs> you, you know Hillary's paying for them, right? Hundred um, percent. I gotta stop using a Southern accent for ignorant people. That's kind of uh. That's you. That's uh. That's my uh. What's the unconscious bias? Don't worry. One day it'll come back around. That'll be imp- that'll be politically incorrect at some point. Hopefully, maybe. I mean, let's be fair. <laughs> Eventually, the South will be a marginalized group. <laughs> at the rate we're going, dude, that's all they really got to do. They're too busy down there pretending they're temporarily embarrassed millionaires. If they just pretend to be a marginalized group, they might actually get some progress. Maybe I don't know. We're too good. We're too good for that. <laughs> Their party would turn on them. Like, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you pussy. <laughs> I have a red hat though, but it says I'm here to fuck shit up. So that might actually be is a good. It, <laughs> is it in like the MAGA writing though, like the font? No, it's like size 36 font. It's just big. It just says it like the whole front of the hat just says I'm here to fuck shit up. How did you arbitrarily determine that that was size 36 font? I'm just picturing it on WordPress. <laughs> Liberal narrative is, in Cuba, it's America's fault due to decades of embargo, blockades, etc. I've got to tell you, 
Gotta tell you, Corey, I'm well, more with the liberals here. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, when you look up the history of places like Cuba, Cuba was a failed, basically Puerto Rico. You know, it's um, where it's they, we had it as a protectorate. You know, and we were in there had a position of economics and political dominance over the island. Everything was going fine. We're making money off of them, and then uh, those damn Cubans pulled the a fucking United States on us and decided to say fuck the crown and uh, <laughs> had the Cuban Revolution. And then soon after that, like it was like so the Cuban Revolution happened in 1959, and then in 1960s <laughs> America like started like restriction, ban, embargo, all this stuff. Like, and then uh, because they were pissed because Cuba wanted to nationalize. Uh, the stuff that was on their property. And well, let's not US- forget too, Corey. You're also backed by those dirty Russian Reds. Well, to be fair, actually, I think they went to the Russians after we fucked, told them to kick rocks. Yeah, uh, what I'm saying is it didn't help. <laughs> yeah, we literally like just plopped them on the door like an abandoned baby on the Reds' doorstep. <laughs> and then we're mad that they were raising our kid. <laughs> And some weird, like, yeah, like, like that one deadbeat dad that always posts the picture of his son once a month complaining about the baby mama. But the the rest of the 29 days, he wasn't there to pick the son up to go fishing. Now, there are folks out there that would tell you that that statement was racist, Corey Walsh. Oh, fuck. Now it's racist. You made it racist. (laughs) (laughs) There's no such thing as a white orphan. That just doesn't exist. (laughs) <laughs> no, they're just temporarily embarrassed millionaires from the moment they get out of the womb. <laughs> Hop out with their bootstraps. Pull them oh on God, up. Tie them tight. I'm sweating. We should do these every week. We probably should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but no, to your point, uh, basically, Cuba was a, a failed Puerto Rico. Yeah, we got all pissed. Tried to like, like spent like, what, like 20 years with embargoes trying to knock out their government. <laughs> Not but, only embargoes, but blockades. Those, those, those well, have been ended. There's no way you can defend that. The biggest blockade was uh, when they tried to bring nuclear missiles from <laughs> Russia. So it was like, ah, I guess that makes sense. That's well, just that's just more of a that's just more of a superiority complex that America's always had, right? Only we can have the nukes. You can't have any nukes. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure at that time we had nukes pretty damn close to Russia. Definitely close to Cuba. <laughs> Definitely close to Cuba. Like, what do you say? You figure we were rebuilding Japan after World War II. By the 60s, we had to have had nuclear heads in Japan, right? We at least had them in Guam. Guam's pretty yeah. damn close to Russia. But we sure as shit didn't want any nuclear weapons. What is that? 200? What is that? 300 miles? How far is the Cuban coastline from America? It's like, obviously, a close enough range to ride a raft. No, it's it's 90 miles. 90 miles from Miami. Damn, I was like a whole zero off. Yeah, you were. I don't often get things right before you do, but I got that one, and I'm going to I'm gonna keep it. I'm going to put that one in my back pocket. I can swim 90 miles. You want to swim to Cuba? <laughs> Doesn't it usually go the other way? Yeah, but, you know, you're a cigar, a, cigar, uh, a Chicago entrepreneur, so... Aficionado. Aficionado. Yeah, not an entrepreneur. You're not over there rolling (laughs) rolling cigars. I think Chicago. Is Chicago a cigar in Spanish? Dude, I don't know. I've never spoken Spanish. Or is that Greek, actually? That might actually be Greek. 
Somebody, you know, I don't right speak now. Spanish. <laughs> let them. Yeah, if I if I butchered any of that, email us. Let us know. <laughs> Call me an idiot, please. Knock me off this pedestal. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's insane to me how the Cubans are all protesting, and I believe there was Cubans in America protesting in the streets. Cigarro is Spanish. Is it for cigar? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, win for Corey. <laughs> I'm by lingual. <laughs> that was just a dumb dad joke. Uh, but um, but yeah, so they're all blocking traffic and stuff in, in Florida right now, right? Aren't the, aren't the Cubans out in the streets in Florida also? You know, and the I don't know if they are as of today on July 27th. But yes, there was there there was there was some. Uh, some stuff going on in Miami. Oh man, I thought DeSantis uh, made that anti-blocking traffic laws. That there aren't they? All, are, are all those are all those illegals in 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 ice camps now? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe no. I doubt it though, because it fit their narrative. Because communism is bad. Yeah, demonstrators block traffic in Miami. That was on, this was on July fourteenth. Isn't support that funny? Of, uh, Cuban protesters, but that does fit the conservative narrative, right? Because the conservatives are the ones that want to invade Cuba. I can't believe that's still a thing. I can't, I just, to me, I, I'm just, the, the fact that there are still people in the United States government, I don't care if you're, I don't care if they're Republicans or Democrats, talking about the possibility of violent action against Cuba, because the, the, the conservative narrative is, no, they're like, like I said, they're dirty commies. They're dirty commies. Oh, we gotta, shit. we gotta take them out. And the conservative narrative is also that the reason that these protests are happening, the reason that they don't have supplies, the reason that they don't have food, the reason that they don't have medicine, is because why, Corey? They're <laughs> because dirty commies. <laughs> has nothing to do with that. Now that I found out today, only ninety miles north is the richest country in the world. And they're just but going. They're dirty commies. And they're just crossing their arms, going, "No, <laughs> no." If they should just, they should just get along to go along, which I find interesting because that is something that conservatives get upset about when it comes to liberal narratives in the mainstream media. They don't want to get vaccines, and that's fine. Whatever. I'm not here to not talk anymore. about like whether or not you should get a vaccine. Not anymore. That's true. Not anymore. Republicans but for now, a while, talking, yeah, for. A- for too long. For a little bit too long. Conser- conservatives don't want to give up their guns. They don't want to be kicked off Twitter for their opinions. But they should just get along to go along. Right, Corey? That's what they want Cuba to do. Yeah. This is this is the shit that we're always... This is the hypocrisy and the garbage that we're always trying to talk about on this show. Where, this were, is like- where were these guys when, uh, when Trump reinstated all the embargoes and everything in 2017? Dude, I want nowhere. some goddamn Cuban cigars. I would pay good money for Cuban cigars. Right? I can't get them. I'd like to go to Cuba. I- Cuba is probably a cool ass place to go. It's not some we- like that's the thing. Like maybe that might have something to do with it too, because Cuba is a communist country, and with an embargo that from America, because like even the other biggest communist countries don't have embargoes on them, Russia and China. Like that's like the other communist countries. Iran, you know, they all have embargoes. I mean, they all don't have it. Well, Iran does, but China and Russia don't have trade embargoes. Cuba does. 
And Cuba is still a sustaining country. A 99% illiteracy rate. Their life expectancy rate's the same as ours. Like, it's not like they're all just... I mean, they're obviously... You go anywhere, you can go anywhere in America, and there's going to be someone shitting in a corner somewhere. But they're not all, like, using their left hand to wipe their ass and shaking with their right hand, you know? Like, (laughs) they have power, like... Their healthcare per capita is fantastic. They've made a lot of uh, medical innovations. They've got two of their own vaccines for COVID nineteen. They just can't distribute them. They don't have the manufacturing process. They right? sure don't. That's but they the have them. Yeah, they did create them. So why wouldn't we want to be a part of that? Is it just because they're quote unquote dirty commies? They love baseball, Look, even the, Dan. Like there's we have so much in common. Baseball. You know that's but how we it, found but, out about the Russian. Uh, the Russians going to move uh, missiles there, right? Uh, because the baseball, no, well, the lack of baseball. So we knew in the fifties and sixties that the Cubans loved baseball too, just like we did. But when we were doing, but they were, you know, this goddamn commies. So we had to fly spy planes over them, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of fucking soccer fields started popping up. Russians play soccer, Cubans play uh... baseball. So that's how we found out they were even there in the first place. That's what freaked us out. We're like, holy shit, those soccer fields. Corey, that's another reason we need to hate them. Them dirty foot fairies <laughs> over there playing soccer instead of good old American baseball. That's probably what it was. You think that's what it was? We've been trying to push <laughs> soccer out of America for some weird reason. <laughs> why Why does soccer get such a bad rap in America? Because I'll tell you why. Because no advertising? Is it about the money? No, I know. I know exactly why. It's because Americans have this weird ego thing going on where, okay, think about baseball. We got all the best teams. We got all the best players. Think about basketball. We got all the best teams. We got all the best players. We have all the talent in those sports. In soccer, we don't have the best talent. That's true. We, we have to have the best talent or that's that sport. So <laughs> well, we do, but they're we women. That sport. That's true. But <laughs> so we're just... <laughs> You need to get back in the kitchen. <laughs> what are you doing? Kicking a ball around. You must be a lesbian. <laughs> kicking a ball around and having ideas. <laughs> How dare you? We really are shitting. Repeal really the 19th. The Repeal the 19th. Here. Is it the 19th? No, no. It was. Yeah, no. Women's suffrage the 20th, I believe. Is it the 19th or the 20th? Yeah, well, we just. Yeah, I guess you guys could vote. <laughs> What the fuck? Let's see. Nineteenth, the rights of U.S. citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied, denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. So you were correct. It was the Nineteenth Amendment. Nineteenth Amendment. Yeah, twentieth wasn't twentieth a prohibition. (laughs) Am I an idiot? Is the twentieth a prohibition? Then the twenty-third is the repeal of prohibition. God, we should know these things. I think talk about politics. They should have, like, I guess, wait. Commonly known as a lame duck amendment, the 20th Amendment was designed to remove the excessively long period of time a defeated president or member of Congress would continue to serve after his or her failed bid for election. Oh, so so not even close. So, what is it, the 21st then? Yeah, I think you're right. We're cutting this part out of the episode. I like when we actually say we're cutting it out, but then we don't. <laughs> yes. Intoxicants and liquors hereby prohibited. By and the then, 20th. so, okay, so then it's the 24th that repeals it. Because I think it was two amendments in between that. 
It repealed prohibition? Yeah. Was it the 24th? No, we're both idiots. The 18th put amendment, put it in, put prohibition in. Okay. The 21st ended prohibition. Damn. Okay. There's too many amendments. We can't count them all. <laughs> we need to get some white out in there. Oh, my God. All right. I got to go back to my notes. Yeah, I'm back on my notes, too. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, liberal narrative is the one that I agree with on this one. It's got to be. It's got to be. It is mostly. Mo- and here's the thing. Conservatives want to say that they're dirty commies and they deserve to fail. Well, here's the thing. We've been trying to fuck them over. Short of invading. 70 years. 88, I think. Whatever it is. <laughs> and they're still a, a lifetime. Yeah. And they're still around. If they're going to fail. Why wouldn't we want to gain from that? Help the world economy. Help the Cuban people, right? Because Americans and American politicians in particular always want to pretend to be humanitarians. Yeah, it's it's our it's our mantra. You know, if they're gonna fail, the right let them fail on their own. If they're gonna fail, let them fail on their own. Knock it off. I'm going with a liberal narrative on this one. Yeah, well, yes. Yes, one of the biggest thorns in Cuba's side from actually achieving being a decent independent country that's thrived with a with a thriving economy and like a great tourist because obviously it's a Caribbean island. It would it would immediately have just such a thriving tourist industry. It could be a great country. But the embargoes are the ones that hold that back. And uh but the conservatives they're not 100% wrong that commies are bad. Their government does still, like, stifle free speech. The government does still have a heavy, heavy hand on people to where the principles of America is life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And their grain goes directly against the foundations of what we believe. I just wish that they didn't only bring that up when it was politically beneficial and they stuck to their own values that they're portraying to pander with to their base and actually tried to give them a little shot of capitalism be like hey you know what they might like this but instead we try to just put our hand in everyone's pockets and put leashes on everything that makes us uncomfortable and i think that they're embarrassed now that everyone's backed themselves in a corner that oh better be rather be dead than red that uh that they refuse to even acknowledge that a communist country is doing an okay job. Or could be doing an okay job if they weren't stifled by embargoes by the richest country in the world for no reason or seemingly no reason. And I do agree with you. Cuba's got its issues, right? They're still throwing people in jail arbitrarily like people are still, because they are like obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah, obviously something is going on there that people are still literally hopping on little makeshift rafts and going 90 fucking miles across the goddamn ocean. There's fucking sharks. There's sharks in that water, uh, uh, fucking Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that's my name. Yeah, that's the name. There's sharks in that water, Dan. And people are literally just... I'm just going to grab these tires off my truck, <laughs> tie them together with this fucking belt, throw my kid on there, and just going to wish for the best. Hope that uh, the winds are on my side. 
can't buy any Jack Link's beef jerky to bring on the trip because America <laughs> won't let me. I only say that because I got uh, beef jerky on the mind because I'm actually marinating some jerky right now. I'm going on a kayak trip this summer. Or well, this, <laughs> this weekend. It is, it is summer. It is summer. <laughs> Enjoy that jerky. Look, my point is, the reason I, I'm going with the liberal narrative on this one, let them fail on their own. Let them fail on their own. You don't need to help them, and you've, you've been trying for 80 years, and it hasn't worked. Why not take advantage of what's around you? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, let them, exactly. How about we just stop meddling in their shit? Why are we letting businesses that. just go to China, who actually has fucking genocides and shit going on? We're letting businesses run over there to do shit. Cuba's a lot closer. Because we need China, Corey. We need them. They make all of our stuff. Well, so does India. India, they got it so fucked up in India that they're the biggest pharmaceutical producer in the world and they have no vaccines. How the fuck does that work? If they were just dirty reds, Corey, it would be so much better for them. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, they're goose-stepped into Pakistan. Do you want to talk a little bit about lab leak theory? Ooh. Narrative number two. There's no way it came from a lab, Dan. <laughs> no, we're gonna shit on the liberals a little bit here because that's that's we got to keep it even, right? right? We got to keep it even. We do our best. So lab leak theory, right? Everybody, I, I would hope that anybody listening to this show knows what lab leak theory is by now. Since early 2020, the idea that SARS-CoV-2 may have come from a lab leak in Wuhan went untalked about in the media. Now it's looking more and more likely that the lab leak may have been the may have been the origin of SARS-CoV-2. Not going to sit there. And, I'm, I'm not, not going to sit here and tell you that it was. I'm not. I'm going to actually add to that and say not that it wasn't even talked about. It was like straight up just like debunked or not debunked, but like denied, denounced. Like no, that's uh, no, no. There's no, no, no Corey. It was climate change. Ver- Various public, <laughs> we'll get to that. Various publications debunked, debunked the lab leak theory, and here's why that's a problem. Because now we've turned the word debunked into a meaningless word. Mm-hmm. Because something has been quote unquote debunked that really wasn't debunked, and why is that? I really don't know. I don't know if it's a uh, a, a social issue where we didn't want to sound racist because if it came from a lab in China, could that's it be a special interest hate- issue? That was going to be my next point. Was it, is it a race issue? Is it a special interest issue? It, you know, is it is it the same reason why John Cena had to go out and apologize because he accidentally <laughs> called Taiwan a country? Like what? What are we doing here? What? What? what where's the truth? Does, does conservative uh, uh, identify Taiwan as a country. Oh God, it's so hardcore. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> with yes. their with their king and all. Absolutely. Taiwan has a king, right? I think Taiwan has a king. I don't know. I don't care. I just. It's like, I, just I don't know. I just know it's a country. <laughs> and the other part is like I don't care. I just I, I don't want China to start a war over fucking Taiwan. We have more of this water than you guys say we do. <laughs> oh, yeah, the South China Sea yeah. thing. Like, probably, uh, our name's literally on it. 
Yeah, like, was it the Olympics that, like, didn't put the South China Sea on the map of China or something like that? It was something silly. Oh, God. Something silly like that. But the, but the liberal narrative on the, on the lab leak is, it's always been, ever since COVID started, right? You had all these weirdos that were denying that COVID existed and, or, you know, they, they you know, because... Trump said it was a hoax, or it's gonna go. It's gonna go away in 15 days. It's here now. It's like why it do I never sound even like happened. Bernie Sanders. Why do I sound like Bernie Sanders and Anthony Fauci while I'm trying to do a Trump impression? I'm done with that. They're all from the <laughs> East Coast. That's why. That's why it's it's like a convoluted. It's just a convoluted, just Boston accent. I parked my car. Now we're just generalizing. <laughs> just. Welcome to Libservative. We just botch Southern accents and Boston accents. <laughs> Come join us and listen to us. No, but you had all these weirdos that were trying to pretend it didn't, it didn't exist because Trump's their god or whatever. And like because those people are so ridiculous, all you have to do is take a statement and just lump it into that category. And if you do that, it goes away. So for some reason the lab leak thing got lumped into that category. Aimlessly got lumped into that category, but at the same time, you have liberals for over a year, well over a year going, trust the science, follow the science, trust the science, follow the science, trust the science, follow the science. What happens when the science points to the fact that there is a legitimate possibility, and you could even say probability, that this virus came from a lab? We just we push it over there in the corner where it d- doesn't get reported because it might be true, so we can't have that getting out. Yeah, you don't want the eyes. It's because everyone backs themselves in the corners. You know, it's uh, it's it's interesting actually because this whole COVID thing has even I think even for like people like me and you, it's been a very like ground shaking thing. And I don't know if I don't know, a lot of people are comfortable admitting that because everyone tries to, like. It's a, I think it's like an ingrained thing that humans, we got to be right. I like to be right. I like to be right. Do you like to be right, Dan? I like being right. I like going, I told you so. But, uh, so, and that's what everyone was doing. You know, everyone's quickly just trying to be right during all of this whole COVID thing. But then all of a sudden, when science, science is a constantly evolving, changing thing, that being right, I feel like kind of infected the whole scientific method thing to where everyone's now all of a sudden going, Oh shit, I was wrong. No, no, no one wants to admit that, but I'll admit it. So now like, because of all this COVID stuff and the science stuff, it's like never deal in absolutes. And I feel like if a lot more people did that, we might not be in this conundrum now to where all of a sudden saying that, uh, that it might've came from a lab. And now that science is showing that in certain circles, that's taboo. Wait a minute. Never is an absolute. Oh, jeez. You got see me. See what I did to you there? I see what I did <laughs> almost, to you there? Almost always possibly <laughs> think twice about dealing in absolutes sometimes because you sometimes might theoretically might possibly be wrong. But you might see also just, be right. <laughs> see how I just changed the topic on you there to avoid the actual topic at hand is that a straw man did you just throw a straw man my way i straw man you that's all we do now wait i just dealt in an absolute i apologize that's usually (laughs) almost always what we do now 
as quoted by Greta Thunberg. How dare you? That poor girl. Oh, I know. What the fuck? How about that? You want to go off on a little tangent? Let's talk about that. This poor girl. Sure. Just trusts the science (laughs) and sees that the world is literally just going to shit and like humans probably have a huge hand in it. And she goes, hey, guys, check this out. This is kind of a big deal. Like, I'm a little kid. I want to be able to enjoy the world like you have. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up, little girl. (laughs) The adults are talking and it's like, are you? You guys are fucking idiots. And then when you and then when you try to go, God, I cannot believe how shitty they're treating this little girl. The response was always, "Well, she shouldn't be she in politics." And she's just a pawn. She was just thrown out there. I mean, even if that's the case, she's still a person and a little girl. Like, what, <laughs> that's what on the spectrum. Here? On top of that, dude. <laughs> dude, good for her though, because she basically is just like, "Fuck y'all!" Like you're all gonna be dead. I'm the one that has to deal with the world. The lab leak theory, though, that was that's the fuck you narrative for the liberals. How we've oh, done one for the you know what they're not talking about? You know, like that was a like, quickly pushed under rug about that. Is how about the lab Fauci? leak? Yeah, the Fauci emails. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah. said in one of the emails, he goes, "Yeah, there's a quite possibility it came from a uh, <laughs> from a lab. We just don't have any evidence." And he also said that, which was a right narrative talking point, that China stopped reporting their numbers, and he said that. In those emails. And he also, this is the one that I think that uh, is the one that, and these are all in the beginning of February, though. And, you know, and things constantly changed. Because everyone, like, tries to point to his email that came in, like, in the beginning of February. He's like, I don't know if masks will work. But then more science proved that it did, that masks did work, when it came to, with people that have it, coughing. Like, it, it stopped that spread. It didn't necessarily stop it from getting coughed on you. But it doesn't take a genius to go, let me cough on your face with a mask on and a mask off and, like, find out how much fucking of my spit lands on your face. And then you go, okay, they work a little bit. That's great. They make fucking sense. Do I think that my mask is going to save me from, it's just going to be a cure-all? No. But it's literally, like, let me fart on your face without a, with pants on and pants off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's, see how much, let's see how much more quickly the stank gets to your nostrils. Right. It's like, it's like it fucking makes sense. But the fuck that's that's the problem though is because we talk about everyone backing themselves into corners and the left is like mass save lives and they act like mass are condoms and it has like a ninety nine percent fucking survival rate and it's like ah it's not like that it's probably about like maybe equivalent to uh I don't know not because the pull up method is actually pretty pretty good it's like it's like throwing a handful of sand at like a screen door yeah. You think that's a good way to put it? Uh, yeah. It might not even work quite that well. <laughs> uh, no, it probably works better than that. I mean, like maybe a screen door with like a fine screen, not a coarse screen. Because it's going to stick to it. Like it's going to stick to the mask. You know what I mean? Like they work. It, but the way the left acts that they're like, like it's like a fucking Tyvek suit and a respirator. And then if you're not wearing <laughs> it, they're just going to die around you. They're just going to keel over. It's like, give me a break, guys. Do they work? I get it. And what pisses me off more, actually, is the people that are just pretending to be happy about these fucking masks. Because I'll wear a mask because, like, I get it. Like I said, let me, you I'll, you put a mask on, cough on my face from six inches away, and then take that mask off and do it again. Bet you there's more spit on my face when you take it off. But I'm not going to fucking be happy about it. 
I'm gonna be. Yeah, Corey just Corey just wants spit on his face. That's all. <laughs> you're gonna be. You're gonna be. You're gonna be the uh, the guinea pig for this experiment. Let's do it live on the show. Spit. <laughs> what is this Howard Stern? Like <laughs> just spitting on each. I'm just gonna spit on. I'm just gonna spit on Corey's face a bunch of we'll times. See if he gets COVID a bunch of times. <laughs> um. Oh man, I forgot what I was gonna say. But yeah, no, yeah, no. It's it's. It's so dumb, but yeah, I'm not happy about the mess. I hate, I fucking hate wearing them. I got this beard. I have this <laughs> beard that I like to consider my personally uh, that it's a glorious beard, and this thing just makes it look like I have fucking. Oh, who was the president with the crazy sideburns? Lincoln. No, Lincoln <laughs> had the crazy top hat. Thinking about Van Buren. Van Buren or Burr? I think it was no Burr didn't. Burr wasn't president. No. Nope. Uh, I'm thinking of, I think, uh, not even Aaron Burr, but the other Burr that owned that might just go by my house. Uh, <laughs> that owned it or was named after him? Named after him. He might have owned it. <laughs> I don't know. It. Fucking capitalism. God damn it. Capitalism. <laughs> spreading education and shit. Uh, yeah, I think it was Van Buren that had the crazy sideburns. Um, but yeah, it literally, it, it flares out my fucking beard. It, it gives me nasty fucking matted beard i hate it i hate wearing the mask so you want to hear about presidents with sideburns yeah oh i thought i had a list but it's never mind it's just presidents with facial hair (laughs) it's like all of them (laughs) it's like every one of them except obama and clinton and bush and trump actually no all the recent ones none of them had facial hair what happened there i don't know yeah why did presidents stop having facial hair now i'm pissed Cause it was like it's like since FDR or maybe before. It was Van Buren though, with the crazy sideburns. Good call on that one. Woodrow Wilson didn't have any facial hair. I'm upset. You ever hear read that how statistically, like every time a president, when there's two presidents, the one with the less hair always uh, loses. That's why Bernie sucks. Because <laughs> he's well, I don't know. Yeah, Medicare for all. <laughs> And then Ted Cruz tried to grow a beard, and everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? (laughs) Shave that shit, you fucking weirdo. So we agree on this so far, Corey. Cuba, we're given to the libs. Lab leak theory, we're given to the conservatives. Yeah, because they absolutely did call it. And then it it blows up. Yeah, and like that's the thing that's so like the left had a really good argument because they blamed it on climate change, which this still merits. This is still a merit of argument. You know, I mean, this argument oh, still has ta- merit. You're talking I mean. about being passed from an animal. Yeah, because deforestation is happening at an accelerated rate. So what we're doing is we're literally destroying the environment for animals and we're clustering them together. To whereas before, if an animal got like a virus... And, you know, like animals like have a footprint, you know, they, they have like three miles of where they live. And then everyone's little, it's like a kind of a Venn diagram where everyone's areas intersect a little bit, but everyone has their own space. They're like, hey, yo, I'm over here. This is my tree. Get fucked. And so uh, when you constantly take trees and trees away, they have to start living next to each other closer and closer. So when that happens, if one does get sick, he's coming in contact with other animals more often spreading that sickness and when a, when a sickness gets spread is when it has the chance of mutating so when these animals are around each other more and more it's giving more of a uh like a little um petri dish for this virus to just incubate and do its thing 
and constantly evolve and spread to where before if it killed something it would just die off by itself and nothing else would be affected by it because it'd be dead but now it's getting spread along faster as we constantly push animals together closer and closer and when we're doing that and pushing these animals closer and closer when we after we clear those trees we're putting a house right there so humans are also coming in more and more contact with these animals that we are pushing closer and closer that are spreading viruses of their own amongst each other. And so, like, the science is there, you know, it's it's a merited argument. Like, we can't just negate that argument. But, like, that's not the only argument to be had. And Well, and the, and the, other, thing, the other thing that's, I mean, I, I, I understand the argument, I even understand the logic behind it, but the... The, I mean, the top-notch virologists will tell you that the when a virus spreads from an animal to a person, the, the virus has to do two things. First, it has to be able to spread to a human being. It has to be able to jump from animal to human. That's already very difficult. The next thing that virus has to learn to do is jump from person to person yeah which is another step and no time in recorded history has a virus done those things this fast and become this prevalent true so you could is there a possibility that this was the first time it ever happened sure it's very i think it's very egotistical of humans to think that it couldn't happen agreed It, it not that it couldn't happen but I'm one of those people that like I base a lot of my f- opinions and my my f- future w- what's going to happen in the future thoughts on history, and I'm going with that's not th- I don't here's the thing let's put it this way if you're going 51 percent to 49 percent what are you giving your 51 to lab leak or jumping from an animal okay um. Because of what we know about the lab leak, the fact that two doctors came down with a mysterious illness from that lab, like three months before it broke out, and then there was also, like, based on how the narrative quickly switched away from it, when there's special interests in that lab, like, we had Americans over there in the Wuhan lab working with, uh, uh, what school was it? Was it the New Hampshire uh, there's a, one of the colleges had a contract with Wuhan lab, like Galveston in Texas and, you know, Texas. And so there's obviously people like immediately trying to cover their tracks. Nobody wants to be blamed for anything. And then, so, and then on top of that, there was those two Chinese nationals who were working. So I think that they were from like an Eastern uh, seaboard college and they got arrested for trying to smuggle vials of viruses from America to China so these things are happening during all of this and if people are trying to cover their own ass they're obviously going to go nothing to see here nothing to see here let's blame the bats which everyone was freaking out about calling the virus the Wuhan flu because that's where it originated and then they immediately jumped to, to blaming the Chinese still in a roundabout way by saying, well, it's just their diet. They're eating weird animals. That's what they all do. Like treating them as some monolithic group, being racist, blaming people being racist. 
<laughs> for calling it. Oh, it's the Wuhan flu. Yeah, we can't call it the China virus or the Kung flu, but we can say, oh, it's because they eat bats. Yeah. <laughs> you really think every Chinese person is over there fucking eating bats, like just catching them with nets? Like, what the fuck? Like, it's <laughs> just right. Like, like, what the fuck? It's like, don't be racist, but we're going to be racist trying to get people to not be racist. We did it. We saved the city. <laughs> uh, no, but we did just shit on the conservatives. Then we shit on the libs. Corey, now we have to have a topic where we shit on both. And we're going to talk about January 6th and just overall. I mean, I think January 6th is going to be the theme here, but it's going to be the, the overall way in which each side handles their business in what you would call quote-unquote protests. There was a certification of the votes, Dan. I don't know if what you were doing that day. It was just... It was it was a day where we were all like, okay, this is the day. Like, We're not sure what the Republicans are going to do. There might be some fuckery. Remember, people were talking about electoral college because uh, they all have to say where their electoral college votes are going. Yeah. And we're generally... I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I was doing, Corey. I was sitting around like every other good American, wondering if Mike Pence was going to do his job. Was yeah, you know, that was the thing, duty. remember? That was the thing, because <laughs> everyone was uh, wondering what the Republicans were going to do, because the electoral votes there said, like, technically, they can go wherever they want. But generally, they follow where the popular vote goes, because if they try to go a different way then everyone has they have to uh go into a recess they have to go into their corners and then debate about it and that was the plan i think that's what i think all the republicans knew that like they initially that they were going to do that but then let the votes go to the electoral college they just wanted to be able to walk away and go well we tried guys yeah well no but, and here's here's what makes that stupid because the Voters that are appointed in the Electoral College are appointed by the committees of the respective parties in each state, right? So it's not like the Republicans – or I'm sorry, the Democrats from Georgia that were appointed to go make those electoral votes are somehow just going to go vote Republican now all of a sudden. Like it, and that's why it, it's what makes it so, so stupid. So yes, yeah. theoretically they can go whichever way they want, but why is a committee of Democrats going to go vote Republican Ever or vice versa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never yeah. happen. You know, it's it's uh, all things told, I'm glad to see that the Constitution upheld that the founding fathers much love. It's uh, they created such a sound like constant constitutional republic that it held, and even when a straight up person like. Ooh, it's kind of hot. Kind of a hot take to call Trump a tyrant, but he was definitely throwing, showing some tyrant tendencies, trying to Authorita- circumvent the con- authoritarian tropes. Yeah, yeah. Only for I his own can fix America. For his, like, never mind his four-year uh, rhetoric. I'm talking about just that day. Ah, uh, okay. He was damn the Constitution, damn America. It was all about him. 
And I don't think anyone's even realized that, like that part of it. And that that's what makes me so aggravated that like, I'm all for, you know, who is it? Is it Madison? And says the tree of liberty from time to time must be replenished with the blood of tyrants and patriots alike. Hell yeah, let's get you know let's let's protect this constitution. But this was about him. This wasn't about preserving the constitution. This wasn't about preserving the experiment that we call America. That's made us great of like great the greatest country, or that's a subjective term, but made us what we are today. You know, like. We have definitely, we have a few black guys, we have some scrapes and bruises, but we are still arguably one of the freest countries in the world. We can pretty much do what we want. Me and you right now, we can go and shoot guns if we wanted to. And then just drive a couple miles north. That's due to something that most other nations don't have, and that is our First Amendment. Yep. Yeah. A constitution that literally restricts the government. Yeah. Our government wrote a constitution to restrict itself and to protect itself from corruption and tyrants and things like what happened on the 6th. And what our founding fathers wrote 200 and some odd years ago proves that it works because on the day of that, when it was tested the most, it held strong. It was one of the very few times we saw a country over party in this polarized country that we have today, for the most part. There were still a couple of craziest ones out there. All the ones that were all of a sudden it wasn't politically beneficial anymore. Nix that whole mantra. They're like like Lindsey Graham, fucking Mike Pence. Who was the other one? There was uh John Kasich was always like, Yeah, fuck this guy from the very beginning. But <laughs> <laughs> but like a bunch of them were like, Whoa, hold on. Yo, I I remember Lindsey Graham going, I'm out. He goes, I'm out of this. I'm out of this mess. I'm not dealing with this stuff anymore. Like it's, I remember seeing him on the floor, like laughing, going, "Yeah, hey, nope." I asked, uh, they said there were thousands of voter fraud uh, cons- uh, conspiracies or whatever. I asked for ten, and they couldn't give me one. And then I remember him saying, "He goes, I'm out." So like, as soon as it's politically unbeneficial to talk about the voter fraud, most of the Republicans stop, except for the ones that are locked in their little districts where they can. They can do that because it's politically beneficial, like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Kevin McCar- Kevin McCarthy, uh, and uh, so I guess what I was getting at was like they were doing it. He was doing it for himself, and so on January sixth, this bozo straight up just tried to tell everyone to just storm the Capitol. Well, he didn't actually say it. He just goes, we're going to fight like hell. Remember his little speech? Yeah, if you don't do it, you're not going to have a country anymore. Yeah. And they roused everyone up, and they went and they stormed the goddamn Capitol. And so me and, yeah, so the rest of the country, other than that select few that were there, and, like, everyone tries to paint all the Republicans and all the conservatives are these crazy bastards that did this. No, nope, not us. Honest, 80 million people voted for Trump. Or no, no, what was it? It's 80 72. million for Trump, 72 million, 74 million for uh, Biden, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So 72 million people voted for Trump. If they were all freaking out, we would fucking know because they'd be at our doorsteps. It was a couple thousand fucking extremists and some jackasses. That stormed the Capitol. And, uh, but like, it's funny, not funny, but like, like you said, we're all sitting here going, I wonder how this procedure is going to go. I wonder if there's just going to be a bunch of more political bullshit to go along with it. 
And I remember all the rhetoric on Facebook and everyone saying, oh, January 6th, January 6th is going to be the day. And I remember telling all these fucking, <laughs> fucking Trump supporters. <laughs> You're not going to do shit. You ain't going to do shit. <laughs> well, guess what? I don't deal in absolutes anymore, Dan. Yeah, not not, not going to open your not going to open your big mouth. And <laughs> it's like it comes back to me. Like Corey Walsh incited a riot at the Capitol by antagonizing people. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what's what's the conservative narrative here, Corey? Oh yes, yeah, so the conservative narrative is that they weren't insur- insurgents. They were all uh, peaceful protesters, and only a couple people. Were causing problems, and they were they didn't have any weapons, and they weren't causing harm because apparently, because apparently, because apparently, chair legs, uh, bike racks, flagpoles, billy clubs, that were actually once belonged to police officers that were taken Here, from them aren't weapons. Here's one of my more favorite conservative narratives about that day. I love this one. I love this one. What's my house? This is my house. That's my house. I can get in. That's my house. Yeah, it's my house too, motherfucker, and I want the door locked from yeah, your crazy yeah. ass. Asshole, I don't want you in my house either. In there so- flying a fucking Confederate flag in my house. <laughs> when my family fought for the North, you piece of shit. Sorry, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting, getting a little heated, a little hot out of the collar. But what, uh, what kills me, though, is... The idea that uh, they're like, oh, well, yeah, it was a peaceful protest. Only a couple of people were bad actors. And then that was the same narrative all summer long. And then then the uh, the people get. Everyone's trying so hard to shit on each other that they're they're not realizing that everyone's just shitting on themselves in a small room. Uh, and it stinks. And it all stinks. Like, yeah, sure. You know, uh, all those riots did happen all summer long. And you know what? Like, places like Chaz happen. And let's talk about Chaz real quick. Like, literally, those are like, what makes Chaz different than states trying to secede, than a black so you're, trying you're to secede? Com- you're comparing what happened in places like Portland and Seattle to what happened uh, on January 6th at the Capitol. That Only both sides of- yeah. did have shitty people doing shitty things. Buildings were burned all summer long, but you know what? Like at the end of the day, this is so. This is where I stand. You can't. I can't explain that away, and then explain the other side. Like Martin Luther King says, "Rioting is the voice of the unheard." That's a blanket statement that could be attributed to both sides. Mm-hmm. The right. There are people on the right that are just as pissed off at the establishment, fucking them over time and time again. We got people who literally worked in the mountains for generation upon generation digging coal and making a decent living. And then we got big wigs coming from out of state to tell them they can't do that anymore. Yeah. They're pissed. You know, like blue collar workers in blue States and red States are getting fucked by shitty trade deals. They're all pissed. Both sides are pissed and they are being fed a narrative from their side that makes it seem like the two issues are miles apart. When in all reality, everyone just wants to be let the fuck alone, be able to do what they want, make a decent living. It's just we get caught up in all the semantics of how exactly we do that. And when both sides are feeding in a narrative that it's, well, we're, we're the good side. It's the other side that's bad. 
And that's all they, that's all, when they're spoon-fed that day and day, that's all they think. So. Yeah, and, and to your point where it's, you know, people that would appear to be on opposite sides of a political spectrum actually wanting the exact same things, I think a great, great examples of that would be you talked about the coal worker and, you know, the coal miner in, in West Virginia. Like, that dude just wants to feed his family and just like any of the rest of us might want to do. And. Yeah, he might say something to you like, oh, yeah, fuck climate change. Don't give a shit if coal is hurting the planet. I need to feed my family. Well, now put yourself in that guy's situation. Like, what if somebody like, let's say you're, you know, you're a liberal that's working. We'll say is, I don't know, uh, uh, a hedge fund manager somewhere in New York City. And somebody comes to you and says, well, your hedge fund is, you know, hurting my bottom line or it's hurting my family's dividends and you're going to you're going to put us out of our homes. Fuck you. I'm trying to feed yeah. my family. How it's, do you it's expect the same way both ways? How do you expect someone to try to plan for the world 100 years in the future when they're still trying to plan day to day to take care of their family? Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. You cannot go to a coal miner in West Virginia and say what you're doing for a living to feed your family, to do what you were raised to do. Is to killing do the right seals. It's, yeah. It, like, I can and, give two fucks about the seals. And that's the thing, Corey. It's like, it's not that that, it's not that that person that would say that to that coal miner is wrong. That person is, is science, follow the science would tell you that, that person that's saying to that to that coal miner is probably right, but what are you going to do for that coal miner? Exactly. That's the thing. You're going to show up, shut down their minds, give each other high five, say we saved the client, and then leave. No, learn to and code. Guess what? You turned a bunch of you turned a, a small small town into a fucking nanny state. Because and what happens when that coal miner is is the electrical worker? We're in Detroit for DTE, right? Like, and and then your power goes out. Right, you need that. You need that electrical worker, right? But what he's doing is hurting the environment. So yeah. now what? Yeah, exactly. It's so nuanced, and and that's why when when I look at something like January sixth, and I look at things like what happened in Portland last summer, and and I see the similarities, and people want to go, well, they're not the same at all. Why and not? And I'd Explain like to, to me coherently why not? Yeah, and I'd like to expand on that a little bit because I I. Uh compared Chaz to uh, the Confederates. Like, there was people, like, that's that little area, they literally, they were talking about how they seceded from America and they were their own free state. You know, and it's like, at what point are we saying that you are a traitor to America? When you're, like, it's like, that little free state of Chaz had nothing to do with dick all about the system that we're trying to change in America to make the justice system, the political system, the economic system more fair for everybody. You tell you basically saying we're taking our toys and going home and now we're creating our own country. That doesn't better it for the rest of us. You're so woke. You can't see the forest through the trees. And that like what you're doing over there is basically treason. You're trying to occupy an area, say it's not America anymore. And but you can't say that on liberal media, and so so to your point. But to my a point liberal, was a liberal would say that Chaz is is just you know uh, liberals fighting for their rights, 
while a conservative would say that January 6th were conservatives fighting for their rights. And your point is, basically, they're both treason, and it's pretty much the same goddamn thing. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. And it's uh, it's like the January 6th, but like this is... Chaz is like a small example, you know, and like and even Chaz was overblown. Everyone's like, oh, all of Portland is on fire. It was like half a block. Give me a fucking break. They were in a park hanging out, just being hippies. I think Chaz was in Seattle, by the way. I think so. I think Chaz was, was Seattle, it? wasn't it? No, I think it was Portland. You well, Seattle right. and Portland are right next to each other. They're not that far apart, I know. So it could be Seattle, but I think it was Portland. I could be wrong. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I really like the idea of what America is supposed to be, that any sort of way of going against that on on our own land it's like dude come on like you're you're getting you're 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 uh you're getting too into your feelings to where you're being subjective about your own little personal objective that it's not good for what it's not for the good of the country it's not preserving the constitution the seattle version was chop okay so they were they were it was in both places so we were we were we were close we were both right Chop and Chaz. <laughs> yeah. I forget what it even stood for. But uh Chop I have it here. Chop stood for Capitol Hill Organization Protest. And Chaz I had just had it in front of me. Chaz stood for Capitol Hill Organization Protest. I'm sorry, that's Chop. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> it was like something autonomous zone. Yeah, something like that. Capitol Hill. Inside Chaz no Chaz was in Seattle. Seattle's police free zone. Inside Chaz. Oh, okay. But uh but yeah, Capital so- Hill, it was Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, otherwise known as Chaz. Or Chaz. It was the same place. <laughs> 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 so it was Seattle. I was right. You were right. And uh so what I was gonna say was like the two things like like Chaz is the perfect example, but uh, overall the Black Lives Matter protests and the protests about the injustices of people like minorities being treated in our country as evidenced by all the data that's backed up by things like the war on drugs, uh, stop and frisks, you know, all these different things. Like, There's so many different data that you can use to like be like, oh, okay, I get it why minorities are pissed. Uh, they were breaking the law. Okay. So they, they, what they were doing was breaking the law when they were out there rioting and protest, like riot, not protesting, but out there rioting and looting. They were breaking the law. Okay, the right has every right to be pissed off about them breaking the law, but here's the biggest difference between the two: when they stormed that Capitol, they tried to usurp the law. They weren't just breaking the law; they were literally trying to usurp the law and decide that they didn't like the way it was going so they were trying to change it one person was pissed off saying it needs to be changed the other person was saying fuck you we're changing it and that's a very 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 big difference yeah and it, it and it's it's strange because like how do you do the whole we the people thing this is what this is what it was always you think those fucking idiots in there that were running around with blue lives matter flags and using them to beat the shit out of cops and like literally hurt cops saying that we're all oh, we're one of you and then beating them with the same flag could have ruined a better constitution than the founding fathers well no to answer your question <laughs> <laughs> that's all i wanted <laughs> but, but, 
<laughs> but also, uh, I I don't know how you do the, you know, the we the people thing. But then go and try to overturn the will of the people. Now, the only explanation for that would be a conspiracy theory that would tell you that the people didn't actually get what they wanted. And that's, <laughs> what do I think the end game was? They just thought they're going to go and tear up a couple of papers and be like, "We did it. We won." No, they were gonna they were gonna kidnap Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> What's that going to change? Oh, no, one less establishment. No, I'm just kidding. That's, I I joke when I say things like that. Like, I obviously, I value human life, but it's like, yeah, she can go. I don't give a shit. Take Schumer with her. As long as, as, long as, as, long as she's no as longer long as you take, in Congress. As long as uh, you throw her into the same uh, back of the same truck to wherever you're going to drive it, and you put Mitch McConnell and... Oh, those assholes in there too. We'll put Josh Holly in there. Kevin McCarthy. Jim Jordan. I mean, hell, we're in Michigan. Let's throw Gary Peters and Debbie Stabenow in there. <laughs> put them on the same boat they were gonna put Whitmer on. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh but yeah, so it's just And like what kills me now, this is this is <laughs> and you know what? You know, like when I try to look at politics, I try to look at it as objective as possible because then I can just laugh and I don't get angry about it. And uh, God damn, I'm going to give it up for the Democrats because the Republicans were like, oh, well, let's." it was goddamn Antifa. <laughs> it was Antifa. Uh, oh, yeah, January so 6th. The, so the Democrats went, okay, let's do a committee. And the Republicans in the Senate blocked the idea of a committee. It's like, well, wait a minute. If you guys were so sure, so sure it was Antifa, then let's fucking find out. And the Democrats called their fucking bluff, and they fucking tucked their tails between their legs. So now we got what Liz Cheney and uh, Sit Sitlinger, oh, Kit Kitlinger. It's the other well, guy. You know, you know, you know what the right is saying about that, right? Like the couple Republicans that. Oh, I'll tell you what they're saying. Jim Jordan. Came out and said that those are Pelosi Republicans, and that there yeah, are, yeah. and that there are no Republicans in the committee right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of dude, course. the Republicans are fucked, dude. Their party is scrambling. Yeah, there's a fracture happening. The fracture well, that I thought was going to happen in the Democratic Party, I could, I said they were going to fracture in 2016. I'm like, yeah, after this, they're going to fracture. And what they ended up doing was they they moved their party to the left to where they didn't lose too many people that were more moderate. And they pleased enough people that were left to go, okay, well, fine, we'll stand under your umbrella so we're not out in the rain. And so they, 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 they calibrated their little compass. The right's doubling down with Trump, and I don't fucking understand it. Like, if you want to look at, like, just, like, look at Michigan, any purple state. Like, in 2016, Trump won. Anyone he endorsed won. 2018, anyone he endorsed didn't win. There might have been one or two. But then in 2020, he lost. People he endorsed lost. Like, obviously Trump is poisoned to the party. That's a good place to end. Corey Walsh, please uh, send us an email. Libservativepod at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure to uh, like, follow, share a page. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You'll see us. uh, We try to engage a lot on Twitter, especially. Uh, Let a friend know about the podcast. If you're into politics, I'm sure you have one friend that's into politics. 
Tell them about the show. Politics, you, though. Politics, not emotions. Yeah, no, we try to be... politics. We, we're, at the end of the day, we try to be just umpires. You know, call them balls and strikes. Oh, and don't I think worry. This, I, ha- I have my emotions, too. Oh, yeah. You heard me get a little fired up about some of this shit. And it, it's going <laughs> to happen. I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't, but uh, we try to just look at the bigger picture. And uh, Where can they find us on social, Corey? We're on Facebook at Libservative. We're on Twitter at LibservativePod. We're on Instagram at LibservativePod. And I think those are the big three. Us. You can email us at Libserv- or, yeah, Libservative uh, at gmail.com. LibservativePod Libservative at, gmail.com. at gmail.com. Damn. Sh- shoot us a question. We want to do some Q&A uh, episodes. At some point, we'll get to them. Uh, we already have a few in the hopper. So we'll get to those at some point down the road. He's been Corey Walsh. And he has been Dan Griffin. Yes. We should do that from now on. We should mm, see yes. each other off. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Libservative. And uh, again, we're still trying to figure out a name for this particular type of episode where Corey and I drink whiskey and bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so far, what do we have? We have snack time. We have, we have, <laughs> <laughs> we have clown show, bowl and- sessions. Wine tea and whiskey. Time, tea time, but that also seems a little bit tea party-ish, so that would probably not go well. Yeah, I like uh, wine and, whining and whiskey. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't know. Just yeah, let us know. Way. Give us some ideas. If you come up with a good idea for the name of the show and uh, we decide to choose it, we'll definitely give you a shout out. Tell people to follow your Instagram. Everyone's trying to be Instagram famous these days, so. Yeah. This has been Libservative. Or enjoy the night. Hope you enjoyed the show. (laughs) We out!